Welcome to The Dellingpod with me, James Dellingpod. I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest, but before I introduce him, a quick word on behalf of our sponsor. As you're probably aware, this week's special guest is a bit of a gold bug. And so frankly am I. I, I think owning gold in, in these dark, troubled times when our, the value of our money is being inflated away, owning gold is an absolute no-brainer. You need to own gold and you need to own silver. Now, there are various ways of owning, uh, owning gold. You can either have it in the form of bullion, in a vault, or you can have it in the form of coins, which you can keep at home or in a safe or maybe bury in your garden. But there's another way, too. And that is to go to a company called Monetary Metals, which offers this unique proposition. They actually pay interest on your physical gold holdings. They, they pay you interest in the form of more gold. You can earn 2 to 5% annually um, from, your, from your gold holdings with them, payable in, in gold. Now, what this means is that instead of having to pay an annual fee as you would to store your gold in a vault or having to take the risk of having it stolen as you would if you kept it at home. You can own physical gold and earn interest on it. Now, I've had the, the, the CEO of, of this company, Monetary Metals, on my podcast a couple of times. I was initially sceptical, but no, amazingly, he does have the ability to generate um, generate interest on gold by lending it out to the industries like the jewellery industry you can check out my podcast with him anyway he's called keith wiener um monetary metals you can earn two to five percent annually uh even more if you're an accredited accredited in, investor and you can take take um advantage of some of their their higher paying higher risk schemes anyway if you want to find out more about how to get paid interest on your gold go to monetary-metals.com forward slash I'll give the address below this um, below this podcast, monetarymetals.com. Welcome back, Dominic Frisby, to the Dallion Pod. I think you know. I think you are about. You are the guest who's appeared more times than any other, apart from Dick, because you, in the early days, particularly, you were a stalwart. I was a stalwart. I think Tommy Robinson is ahead of me. No, I, don't, I think I've done four with him. Um, okay, this might be my fourth. No, it's it not, be my mate. fifth, I'm not sure. It's loads, you've done loads, you've done loads. Oh, okay. Um, well. But it's quite interesting, Dom, about my journey, that I would say in the early days of the podcast, which we're talking quite a long time ago now, mm-hmm. maybe five years ago or more? Something like that. You would have been one of my more out-there guests, Whereas now you're kind of pretty, you're probably about my, my, I'm my most normie guest. You are, you are the most, you're, you're the one, you are my, my toehold in the world of relative normiedom. And that must be weird for you as much as for me. Well, I tell you, we've gone different ways because I, I actually hosted a podcast years and years ago and you appeared on my podcast. You remember the Virgin yeah, podcast? I do. I do. And it was actually as a result of your appearance that that show got cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the cancel meister. Well, it was so stupid, but the, I mean, it was a classic. It was like, if you were to do How Does Cancel Culture Work? This is a classic of the genre. I, we'd had two guys talking about climate change and they used to come on the show. And one of them, 
I don't know if you can see, but he even held his hands like in the prayer position, like in a, as a monk when he was talking. And you could just see this kind of halo over his head. And he came to, and every time we had these guys and they, their conversation was so boring about talking about climate change and the viewers just, we just lost all our hits. And I was going, we've got to get this guy, James Dellingpole on to have a bit of balance. <laughs> yeah, balance. They love that word, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, do you remember David Cameron smoked weed at university and there was a big scandal and you had smoked a joint with him. So yep. I got you on under the pretext of talking about legalization of drugs, big scoop, Dellingpole, the man who smoked weed with the prime minister and all this. Anyway, we did the show and it was very good. And then a couple of weeks later or a month later, some bloke in the Guardian, Graham Redfern or something like that. Oh, he's awful. Yeah. Oh, it's just awful. Just why is Richard Branson giving a platform to a climate change denier. Yeah. This whole thing, big scandal in the podcast. Nobody at Virgin defended me. End of the podcast. And it was going so well, that podcast. And I was interviewing like billionaires and stuff like that. And, and, and as I'm sure you know, you make so many friends and contacts and you build up such a strong network from having a con Anyway, that was the end of it. <laughs> I'm, can I say, belatedly, sorry, mate. Well, it's uh, quite we, a, a great friendship has emerged uh, as a result. And then you started your podcast, which is now the go-to uh, podcast for for nutters and extremists. Nutters, for, nutters and extremists, exactly. <laughs> and I wouldn't want it any other way. But you seem to be... I'm liking your new career development, your your substack. Thank you. you, 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 you I mean, you've... You've, you've cornered a very interesting market, the sort of the nexus between comedy and kind of cryptocurrencies and gold and alternative finance and is that sort of thing? Yeah, I have. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I mean, I actually have two sub stacks. I have one for my comedy and one for my financial stuff. And the reason I started the financial one is I could just see money. Week. I used to write for money week and that could yeah. just see that dying a slow death. And um, so I started doing the Substack, and, and that's, that's gone really well. I think it's the most read financial substack in the UK or some, some stat like that. Is it? It's well something, done. it's doing really well. It's doing really well. My picks have been awful because I, well, some of my picks have done really well because of Bitcoin and all of that and oil and uranium, but anything to do with gold mining has just been a total disaster. But um, that's because the market is just manipulated, isn't it? I don't know if it's, I think the gold price probably suppressed a little bit, but I don't think, um, gold mining is suppressed it's just a shit market and most gold miners are exploring and developing properties that are not actually producing gold yet and so they need money and with rising interest rates since covid the cost of money has gone up and they're all starved of capital and that's just totally sure, destroyed the but, price. but but if and when gold and silver take off as as we've been promised for so long <laughs> um you know gold and silver go up but but miners go up even more that's the theory but that doesn't always happen in practice i'll give you a great stat because i did my lecture about gold the other day so it's in my head in 1999 the gold price was 150 pounds an ounce and guess what happened when the gold price hit 150 pounds an ounce can you remember gordon brown sold two-thirds of the oh country. yeah, oh, yeah that, yes of course yeah 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 Okay, so and gold is now roughly give or take fifteen hundred pounds an ounce. So it's yeah. gone up ten times since the turn of the century. Ten times. Now people go, wow, it's gone up ten times since the turn of the century. Now, in fact, gold, as we all know, is the constant 
like you know gold has been around you you can't destroy gold and and the gold that exists you know the little bit of gold i've got on my necklace or on my ring or whatever it is that gold has existed since before the solar system <laughs> not just since before the earth since before the solar system when right. those neutron stars collided and whatever no, or, didn't. or when or when gold create when god created the earth depending on your views or or whatever you don't believe well we'll, we'll come back to that one so i don't know what one. i believe james and and but in any case i know the gold has been around since since before the earth right and and therefore when you touch that little bit of gold that's around your neck or wherever that is the closest you will ever come in your life to touching eternity okay because it's older than the earth but diamonds are forever not gold no gold is older gold is older and 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 it's also rarer and it's also more durable you can destroy no. diamonds you can't destroy gold i was joking about diamonds i know. I, I, I think diamonds are, are are a massive con i mean you can oh, make man, you diamonds, can buy you, you can buy fake diamonds for like or not fake you know lab grown ones for a tenth of the price anyway so I, I thought that's quite a prof profound thought about gold and eternity and you're belittling it with your humor well, I, well, yeah, but yeah, but you know what? The reason I'm belittling it partly, apart from my humour, which I can't yeah. help, um, is that look, if God created uh, Earth, He created the world. Obviously, gold can't predate the world, Earth, because your your theory only works if you imagine that there are all these kind of swirling planets and bits of space dust and that they all suddenly had an accident and whoops we've created we've created the what's it called the the universal common ancestor and 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 it's grown out of the primordial slime into blah 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 and and and, and suddenly here we are now you and me and we're, we're all we're all descended from this <laughs> this thing <laughs> that was created by a random accident invented by the jesuits um, I'm going to, I'm going to misquote, misquote it, but in the beginning was the word and the word was God mm. and God said, let there be light. And well, the word was light uh, and that sun, form or substance. Yeah. But yeah, you know, that golden sun that came even in your, in the biblical version of things, gold and light came before man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, we're 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 quibbling over over <laughs> irrelevances here, because because yeah. like I was I was picking up on your point that gold predated the earth, which it can't have done. Well, it did because I don't believe no, because because I don't believe created light before he created the earth. I yeah okay. I but but why is why is gold light? Because the it's the sun, gold and the sun. Oh, this is dangerously close to sun worship. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody asked me before, can you can you ask Don what is um what is whether he's got a religious background? I said no, he's not. He doesn't doesn't you don't believe? Do Church you? of England. Yeah, but but you're not you don't you don't actually believe in the big man. Do you know you you you. you well, go... I pray all the time, and he helps me out sometimes. Oh, okay. And right. um, but I'm I'm never quite sure if I'm praying to God or to my guardian angel or to a higher power or something. Well, he, he created the guardian angel, so obviously, ultimately, you're okay. And anyway, he's always looked looked after me, and I, uh, you know, I sang in a choir 
all through my childhood and I love oh, singing. This. And, and if, 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 like my attitude to religion is, even if God doesn't exist, you should still be religious and religion has a very important role to play and we need because it defines a life it, it you know you, there's you have religion and key offense it gives a structure to your life you know yeah. birth confirmation marriage death it gives you a way of doing things and it gives you a belief system and it's because religion's gone away that and we're totally floundering and we've lost all our direction everyone's squabbling with each other and we've pre pre replaced christianity which is a pretty good religion we've replaced it with climate change and 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 um what's that stupid one um the racist one uh intersectional racism well Is that it, and and all and, these and the whole the whole new age thing these, as well and the nhs and all these stupid religions that just aren't as good yeah yeah the the new age as well that seems to be the, yeah. the prevailing you know nonsense um so um how is it in semi-normy world what 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 what's what's the view of what's going on now where 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 are you where do you think we are well i think you're projecting semi-normism onto me <laughs> like do, does everything I, i've said so far come across as semi-normy well in semi yeah i mean it's it's it's, it's a trouter rather than a full-on <laughs> rather than a full-on what <laughs> you don't know what a trouter is no but i like it <laughs> you don't know what a trouter is no you, you have to google it you or, or or look it up in the urban dictionary or or, uh, or i'm something. googling it now um, <laughs> do i read it out once i once i know what it is hey someone who catches fishes for trout oh fuck you right no it just doesn't that's not that's not the um that's not my definition of a trouter oh uh this is an angler an angler okay Go let me look in let when me you look were in at school when you were yeah. at school and somebody said i've got a semi what would they mean yeah. uh th that you you had a sort of halfway hard on yes well a trouter is one of those that's what they're called okay. anyway I, I don't know why we've got bogged down in this particular street i'm either weirdo light or normal light look. where you're coming from are you there yes i'm here what i was thinking is that you see in my welt and schauen just gotta slip that word in occasionally it's one of my favorites in my in my welt and schauen people who are talking about okay so there's there's climate change there's the transgenderism there's being angry about men pretending to be boys boys pretending to be girls in boarding schools and changing in changing rooms and winning winning women's sport ru ruining women's sport and uh and uh what are the what are the other kind of these are these are all um sort of designated libertarian stroke conservative talking points so 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 if 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 you read a, a designated right-wing newspaper like the telegraph or the mail you will find the designated right-wing columnists are getting designatedly angry about um woke it's it's the thing but they're not talking about the bigger picture they're not talking about where this you know, they're still talking about politics as if it can change everything that's that's kind of what i mean by 
you, you're a sort of you're in the trouter stage of you're you're, well, you're between normidom and so what i want to know is what do well, you think here's is, the thing like I, like if if i am that yeah then i've been overlooked by it because those guys in the telegraph and and you know the 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 the, the, the right-wing spokesperson whatever i'm not getting those gigs no, so no, if no. you think i'm that person i i would not accuse you of that which is why yeah. I'm saying you're semi. I mean, they're full. Don't forget, they're they're. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, but what? So, so this is why I'm. This is why I'm curious. I, I, I think you're. I think you're straddling the divide at the moment, and I'm. I'm just teasing gently out of you what you think. What's your latest take on what is happening in the world and where we're going? Okay. So when Brexit happened, yeah, I was really, really engaged in politics yeah you know and and i wrote those comic songs and i was just really really engaged in brexit because i just thought it was a rare chance for us to take a step in the direction of a big step in the direction of smaller government and libertarianism and all yeah. that and of obviously you know the opportunity was squandered it was handled by people who didn't get it and and we may as well have not have bothered and the but in that period since covid some people have got more engaged in politics and more engaged in what's going on and um other people such as yourself have kind of gone in getting more engaged you've gone off down the paths that you've gone on to try and uh, i remember you said this in our very first podcast i try to cleave to the truth and that expression cleave you know, it's only clever people who would use the word uh, old Englanders would use the word cleave. But that I, I think that is your mission, cleaving to the truth. And it's one that I admire. I've become increasingly, I don't know why, I've become increasingly less engaged in all the current affairs. I just do not follow the news at all. I just think it almost doesn't matter who's the prime minister because um, the, it, it he's just a figurehead anyway he's, he's not got any real power and whoever like i promise you as soon as rishi sunak um gets beaten in the next general election he'll start saying all the libertarian things that he should yes. have done while he had the he will. He, just, oh, he will. you just know that's coming yeah. um and in the same way that every lead and 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 so i've in a funny kind of way i've just become less engaged with all the various narratives and i still maintain my thing that i've said to you ever since i've known you which is if we're going to fix the world there are two zero patients um you, when i say zero patient just in case i know you know what i mean but zero patient being the in, if you have a zombie film or a pandemic film the zero patient would be the wuhan bat or the lab in china whatever it is the the f place where the virus first started and you have to get to the hero has to get to the virus and either kill the zero patient or the zero patient's got the antidote and then he saves the world if there are two zero patients in our society it's our system of money and our system of tax and you design a society by the way you tax it and while we're taxing everyone 50 percent of of everything and and workers uh, 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 you know young workers have 50 percent of their money taken from them and then the money they do get to keep is shit money anyway that loses its purchasing power it oh coming back to that gold thing by the way um 
1500 quid now 150 quid at the turn of the century gold is the constant so people go gold's gone up 10 times no what's happened is sterling has lost 90 percent of its purchasing power since the turn of the century it's actually lost a third of its purchasing power just since covid since 2020 a third one third one third that is a shocker it's nuts and why while we have shit money nothing is going to change yeah yeah, yeah. And, and shit money is inevitable while you why you have um inequality and all the rest of it is inevitable while you have representative democracy and fiat money so base zero patient one is to fix our system of money and i don't care if it's bitcoin or gold or a combination of the two but it has to be some kind of independent money that governments cannot create because while a government has a power to create money at no cost to itself which is the case in every single Western country, it is inevitable that that body will grow disproportionately large. Everyone else has, else has to struggle to yeah. make money. Governments can just print it. Give them too much power. The state is too large. So that is my, it's always been my view since I start, first started thinking about this stuff, and it remains my view. And then you design a society by the way you tax it. Now, do we really want to penalise labour and productivity and all that stuff? In my view, no. But And there are other far simpler um systems of tax and i bang on about them in daylight robbery so where i am in all of this james is all these arguments that everyone is having are totally useless and totally redundant because nothing will change until we change our system of money and then our system of tax everything else is just noise and there is no point engaging with it because Unless you're like some kind of grifter who makes a earns a living by being a commentator i don't mean a grifter but but you know, a lot of them are grifters, but I guess we're grifters sitting here talking about everything. So I don't mean that, but unless being a commentator is somehow your livelihood, um, it's it's just not you've just got to live your life and be as happy as you can uh, and be with the people you love and, and do things that give you satisfaction because nothing is going to change until we fix our m- money and tax. So that's where I am in the grand scheme of things. Um, before I agree with your point totally, 100%, and praise you, Dom, for your wisdom and insight, just a, a, a brief digression on that subject of grifter. It's, it's, it's very interesting how words get captured yes. by the enemy deliberately in order to manipulate and, and destroy the things, uh, destroy the things they hate, and manipulate public opinion and so on. So, a, a in the beginning, was the word. It's the word. Oh, oh, language has. Yeah, weave a circle round him thrice and close her eyes with holy dread, for he on honeydew hath fed and drunk the milk of of paradise. I used to wonder why. I used to wonder why the why sort of poets were so into themselves, and um, you know that the why they considered themselves the unacknowledged legislators of the world, and and you know the romantics were particularly big on this, and 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 again, Baudelaire talks about the 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 poet as the albatross flying up high above the. He's a kind of sort of martyr figure, but he's also got this this elevated vision. He can see all the truth and stuff. But actually, there's a reason why why poets are kind of loved, feared, revered while they get to get in girls' knickers and stuff. And it, and it is that words are in the beginning was was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. The the logos is everything, and 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 language is a manifestation of that. But just to go back to the point about about um uh, how how the enemy captures words, look at the way the word investment 
which used to be used to be something where where private individuals could put money on the stock market well or, or, or indeed put money into a business in order to to grow it and create value has become a, a euphemism spending. for government spending and in the same way grifter there was a there was a movie There's so called, many words that have been hijacked racism yeah. has been but hijacked any kind never of never meant anything it. anyway well okay and and yeah i'm sorry go and carry on but, but inflation but, um, is another one we, we can come to come on to these but just just on the on the specifics of grifter Grift, yeah there was a movie called the grifters and and, yeah. and it was the grifters in its old old sense of they're sort of con men people mm -hmm. who are are, are 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 deceiving and selling a particular line i've one hears this word used a lot now it, it's become it's acquired an alternative meaning um which is people who make their money by doing podcasts or or people who money but yeah. you know by 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 cutting out the middle man and appealing directly to audiences for their for their money for, for patronage or or, or for whatever and i'm thinking there's nothing dishonest about that there's nothing, there's nothing I, 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 okay there are people out there who i think um uh, are dishonest and are pushing an agenda in the guise of being independent free thinkers you know there's the there's that guy on youtube who who was pushing the jabs and then suddenly has woken up amazingly just just recently only the other day to the, the, maybe there are problems with the jab but i think the word grifter doesn't apply to you and me i don't i don't sort of have a start and, and think they found me out when i hear that word grifter it's just not it's just not for applicable. me a grifter you keep hearing this right-wing grifter, but for me, a grifter is somebody, uh, and I know the word's been hijacked, and, and yeah, I remember that film. It had John Cusack and um, yeah. Annette Benning in it and uh, somebody else, I forget who. I think it was quite and boring. It was kind of an okay film. It was, it was like, like... It, it was, but, but it, 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 there was a bit of a buzz around it, but I just thought, whatever. But any case, for me, a grifter is somebody who who comes along and says... Society is unfair. We need to fix society. Uh, uh, you know, the, the climate's about to explode. Climate change, climate, climate, climate change. Give me a million pounds to build a climate change think tank and build a load of windmills. Or, you know, society's racist. Give me a million pounds to form an anti-racist thing. Or society's whatever phobic. And give me a million pounds to start this phobic thing. And then they start feeding at the teat of the taxpayer to peddle this narrative that society is racist, transphobic, whatever narrative you want. Those guys are grifters, the ones who are getting sucking on the teat of government. Dom, there's a question I've, I've, that's been on my mind um, of late. And Do you, you agree are with that? Actually, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Sorry, there's a question on my mind of late, which, which you are the perfect person to answer. So um, I totally agree with you about the, the way that money is continually devalued by design and and fractional reserve banking is one of the most evil inventions in the world you know and yet when you when you learn economics at school as i did um you're you're taught that fractional reserve banking is kind of like one of the miracles of you know it, it, it is a fact it's there and it's it's how the system works you know there's, there's not much criticism of it built in but but fractional reserve banking clearly is that you know conjuring money out of thin air creating the cantillon effect where was it cantillon well cantillon 
he was Irish. He was Irish French. So if you're Irish, you can go Cantillon, and if Cantillon. you're French, you can go, go right. Cantillon. Right, okay. Sounds more educated. Yeah. Okay. The Cantillon <laughs> effect, effect, where the creators of the money get get early access, and everyone else gets shafted. That's right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so all this stuff, and and the the Bible enjoins us not to engage in usury. It, it warns us of the terrible things, and we and we look at cultures, and it tells us to use gold and silver. Indeed, gold is God's. We look at we look at um we look at sorry the reason I'm I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy. Did you? I did a podcast um with somebody right up your street. Do you? Um, he was the uh, Norwegian guy, I think. Um, he wrote a book called Unbar. Don't know, but I went on a Norwegian guy's podcast last week. That you, yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, this guy is called Runa. Ostgard. Is that that is that whose podcast I went on? No, you went on uh the other other podcast. You went on the Two Vikings podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um and they're great as well. But they, yeah, they nice. turned me on to Rune Osgard. And Rune Osgard um came up with this you know, he he'd observed periods in history where sound money had enabled enabled societies to flourish. So for example, the reason the reason that our galleries are chock full, our art galleries are chock full of Dutch masters from from the, from the 17th century. Mm-hmm. The reason that Dutch art dominated was because it coincided with a with a, a, a period of massive wealth in in the Netherlands. Um, and the reason for that was that for that brief period, they had sound money. And he was talking about the period in around the around the era just before. Harold Hardrada so so bef- well he was killed in 1066 wasn't it so so before then um so early 11th century there was a tradition in in his part of Norway where if the the king or the ruler um started mucking around with 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 the money and 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 it basically endangering the con- economy every every household had a duty to get onto their horse if they could afford one get their sword and go and kill this this dangerous this dangerous lunatic which i i think i think you probably agree with but my question you- is my question to you is okay we should all get so- on our horse and kill andrew bailey well let's not we, we can't talk about real people because then people get okay get, sorry uh, upset well, yeah i was um, i was that was uh in case anyone wants to cancel me that was exaggeration for the purpose of comedy yeah exactly and then so, go, well, that wasn't funny well yeah, it wasn't funny it was more so, it was a six in context what is the alternative to um a world where people do not make profits on lending money how how would it would it where well, you used to have tally sticks for example where you yeah. give people a loan but what would they give you in return for that for that money you're giving them are you just is it goodwill or are you going to get a share of their farmland that they buy or whatever or how does it work well you would have to pay interest and and i know the i know the um the christian doesn't the christianity doesn't like you they would call it usury you would you have so you so don't you, you've just gone and given the, exactly the answer that doesn't work i'm saying well no is, no no, no. You're just, is, you can lend money you can have what's called full reserve banking and you can lend money out at interest you just can't have fractional reserve banking no we're talking about diff, no we're talking about difference let, let, let's not talk about fractional reserve banking and, that's, and, that's, but that's i, I don't issue. i have to say i don't i'm not opposed to lending uh um because lending accelerates investment but if you 
there's a but fractional reserve banking increases the money supply in a way that full reserve banking doesn't and if you look at if you if i put a list of prices of things going all the way back to 1970 and you would say the average salary's gone up 20 times since 1970 the average house has gone up 70 times so three and a half times as much as the average salary since 1970 but a washing machine has only gone up four times since 1970 and a, 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 a like a, a dozen eggs has gone up about 10 times but a car has gone up 35 times now why is a washing machine only gone up four times when a car's gone 30 up 35 times because you know we've got better at making cars we've got better at making washing machines china exporting its deflation improved product productivity all the rest of it you know really a washing machine should be cheaper than it was in 1970 but it's gone up it's only gone up four times well but then you look at the fact that we most of us we buy eggs and we buy washing machines with cash so there's no debt in 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 that economy whereas when we buy a car and similarly, we pay wages. Most of the time, companies pay wages with cash. They don't use debt to pay wages. So wages have only got 20 times. But then cars have gone 30 up, 30, 40, and in some cases 50 times. Why have cars gone up so much more? Because there's no finite supply of cars and we've got better at making them. And the answer is that there's debt in in the car market most people use finance to buy cars they so do. you introduce a whole load of when you introduce debt into a market you push prices up because you're introducing more money in that market than was previously there same things happen with student loans and then you look at house prices which have gone up 70 times and are in my view the biggest contributor to the decline of the west because everyone's having smaller families because they can't afford smaller families and then the government goes oh we're not reproducing enough import a load of um people from abroad and suddenly we destroy our own culture and that's all because of stupid house prices but but house prices are have gone up 70 times and that's because we use mortgages to buy houses so you introduce debt into the market house prices inevitably go up and then at the same time you have on the other side you have planning restrictions on what can get built so that puts a limit on supply so you limit supply on the one hand and you fill that market with loads of debt it's inevitable that house prices go up and that's why house prices have gone up by so much more than anything else yes well you've you, you've actually solved a mystery which had puzzled me for a for a, a while which is that I drive really shitty cars. I don't like having a car that looks too smart because it just gets it just gets scratched or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then you're and, pissed off. Yeah, exactly. You get upset. So I so I, I I don't hold any I don't set any store by by the kind of car I drive. Although my kids do, they they feel really embarrassed. You know, I mean, back back in the days when they were at their fancy schools, I used to have to park the car way away several blocks away because i was considered the embarrassing dad you know everyone else had range rovers and stuff and i had a shit car but anyway um i've no i'd noticed driving past really modest houses that in the drive they'd have things like jags they have jaguars and and and, and stuff and or bmws and i was thinking how do these people with these modest houses how can they afford to drive these cars and, and you make the point exactly it's because they're buying them on hp yeah finance 200 quid a month the deals you can get are incredible they're probably not as good as they were because of in higher interest rates but yeah i was but, dri one point i was driving a convertible mercedes and it was costing me 160 pounds a month 
for two years. Brand new convertible Mercedes. I mean, what the fuck? I thought you said you didn't like expensive cars. I didn't, because then I moved to Brockley in south-east London, and I hated parking the car there, because it was just... I just... Every night it was going to go, somebody's going to trash it. And then, so I... I let it expired and so I let it go and I had no car for a bit because Uber was this was 2016 Uber was really good for a while so I just used Uber and then I used to send Uber to go and pick my kids up from from ballet and whatever and and it just saved me freed up so much time because I wasn't constantly carting my kids around and then um so I loved it and then um when my dad died 2020 I just took his car because it was just there so I've just got shitty old Mercedes A-Class We've got my late father-in-law's Nissan Micra, and <laughs> I love that car to bits because it runs on water pretty much. I mean, it, it just does so many miles to the gallon, and it's just, I mean, you can thrash them. I mean, even that's got a tiny little engine. You, 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 you never have any problem finding a parking space. You're not going to worry if, um, if the car gets, gets dented or, or written off. Um, Jim Taveray, do you remember Jim Taveray used to do an act with a with a double bass back in the day? But he used to do yeah. a joke. He'd get out a piece of paper. He'd go with the owner of a white Nissan Micra registration. Da, 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 please note that you've got a shit car. <laughs> I like my shit car. I um, like my shit car, and I'm proud. Um, yes. No, I was going to ask you something else. Well, you were oh, you, yeah. you were trying to work out where I am in the in my life on my intellectual journey and how no no no, dom dom we'll come that with that that's 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 ahead we're we're on a digression at the moment okay do you know about the problem at the moment about cars is that it's really increasingly hard to get decent second-hand cars Mm. the market's gone up massively and also the cars that are available tend to be rubbish because cars are now so burdened with all, all, all the money and, and, and engineering and stuff and the electronics go into emissions reduction. Oh, no. And they've had to tinker with the engines as a result. They now have to have... So they, they said, okay, well, we're, we're going to produce fewer emissions, so we're going to make the engines smaller, but we're going to put turbos on. And the turbo apparently completely messes everything up. So... Cars that used to work really well and went on forever now don't last very long mm. and they're a bit rubbish. I just despair. Like I saw a Vauxhall. Is it, would it be a Vauxhall insignia? Like the sort of saloon Vauxhall car and a Jaguar, whatever parked side by side the other day. And you could not tell the difference. You just like a Jaguar. And, a, and I remember the old Jags, they were just so stylish. And like, how can you not differentiate between a Vauxhall and a Jag? I happen to quite like that Vauxhall, by the way. And then last month I was in the States. My mum lives in California, Palm Springs. And we went, I was, there was an old car, uh, warehouse, an old car, what do you call it? Shop, but sold old classic old cars. And it had like, you know, all those American old Ford Mustangs from the seventies and old Bentleys and old Rolls Royces and, um, uh, Cadillacs and the, and even an old mini it had. And the cars were just so stylish and each one was unique and each one was a, uh, brilliant bit of design. And then you look at cars today and they're just so bland and they're all gray or black and, in America, you get more white ones because it's it's white. People want white cars where it's, where the weather's hot. But even so, just like it's 
total like you know we wonder why we have bland architecture and why we have bland this and bland that but god we've got bland cars i blame the metric system yeah and well, as, and well actually sorry we have i blame the metric system on for bland architecture and we can talk about that but for actually for cars it's just there's just so much regulation that the, the the design ends up being controlled by the regulator rather than by the artist or the creator yes which is why for example cars have and one of my bugbears is that really poor rear view you, you, there's, there's there's all this sort of um structure and a tiny window yeah, well, they've got this, little they've all got little videos where you you watch you oh, watch it in the video like those videos no I don't like is it bait natural anyway tell me why tell me why the metric system is responsible I, i've got my own theories um because the metric be... like the as soon as I, I did a show about this in edinburgh last year oh yeah it's online and it's all about weights and measures and the history of weights and measures and as soon as you start looking at traditional weights and measures through the prism of a system if you start thinking it as a system, you are doomed because it is not a system. Tr traditional weights and measures are a process. And people started using whatever weights and measures they use because they were practical. And most of them were designed around the human body. And so an inch would be a thumb pressed down. Uh, four inches would be the width of a hand. Six inches would be a hand stretched out like that. Twelve inches would be a foot, which is an, a size 10 shoe, a size 10 foot with a shoe on. Uh, a yard would be the distance to your weight. Two yards would be a fathom, uh, which is six in, which is six feet, which is your arm stretched out. They're all designed around the human body. A pound was how much you can carry comfortably in your hand. A, a, a pint was, you know, enough to quench your thirst. They, uh, and was that a pint used to be a pound of water. They were all incredibly practical measurements for the world around us when we didn't have rulers and scales and electronic this, that and the other. And they are all and and they were all emerged like if you look at the foot it was pretty much the same foot measurement was used all the way around the world in different countries different cultures they all arrived at the foot and there's little, little differences between a german foot and an english foot whatever but they all pretty arrived and so what that is 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 is, is the the effect of centuries of choice and practicality resulting in this measurement okay and so they're just practical and sensible and because all these measurements are designed around the human body and we find the human body attractive and we find the proportions of the human body attractive, proportion is inherent to traditional weights and measures. OK, so that is why they are better, because it is a process. And just because now what you have with metric metric is a brilliantly simple design system. It's just really good. And it's all around the number 10. Also, the other thing you would have with traditional weights and measures, they would all be divisible. So you would have, um, so you would have, uh, what's an example? 16, uh, if you have ounces and pounds, they're just divisible. 16, 8, 4, 2. They're just divisible. So you can quickly, in a market, whatever, you can quickly divide up the numbers. And it's easy to calculate. Whereas everything now is based around the number 10 and 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 decimals and because of computers they made it even worse now what happened was in in france in just in the lead up to the revolution um every area in france would have its own weights and measures 
its own pound, its own its own uh, yard, its own whatever, as they did in England. And that is why you have regional diversity, because every little village, every town has its own system of weights and measures. And and it's slightly different to, you know, Oxford is slightly different to what they use in in Bicester, which is slightly different to what they use here. And so everywhere, every everywhere emerges slightly different. It's wonderful. It's it's diversity in action. And leaders have always hated it. They've always tried to impose statutory weights and measures across the whole country. You look at every king in history, he always, oh, he's great, he standardised the weights and measures. The reason they're always trying to do that is so that they can tax people. Okay. And what was happening in the, in the French Revolution, it, because it's the French, everyone was totally bent and totally corrupt. And everyone had their own little way. Each town, each village had its own weights and measures. And the weights and measures were changed. And the system was a total shambles. And it meant that all the tax collectors were on the make, making money and imposing this and cheating this and cheating that. So instead of designing a system around the human body, the French, a couple of French scientists, decided they were going to design a system around the world itself. And they so these two scientists, they set off to measure the world. So then it would be a universal system for everyone instead of being around the human body. And they, they set up to measure the distance from the North Pole to the equator. Except the two scientists couldn't get there. And they set out from Paris and one went north to Dunkirk and one went south to Barcelona. And then they decided they were going to extrapolate it from there. Right. And then it emerged that the guy who'd gone to and they had these little measuring triangles that they used to use. And the guy who went south to Barcelona, like he just he got arrested. He got accused of being a witch because he had this contraption. He got accused of being a tax collector. He had an absolute fucking nightmare of a time doing it for his two or three years. And so he just made up everything. He just made up the data. He guessed it. OK, if only they 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 they'd offed him instead of it, Maybe. all our problems would be over he guessed the data and then he only admitted it like 30 years later but anyway he just measured it and so eventually this whole thing they're going to calculate that so the meter is based on the distance for the from the equator to the um to the north pole and actually under the circumstances at the time they did a pretty good job but they were out by about a mile and a half <laughs> so a so, meter is in in itself a, a a flawed measure but it is uh, i'm going to get this wrong but it is it is one uh whatever it is oh yeah one millionth a meter is one millionth of the distance from the from the thing but it's out as i say the measure is out by two kilometers so by the time you go down to a meter it's out by you know one millimeter or something but anyway it's stuck and then now they've changed it so it's no longer the thing now it's like the distance a light can travel in a certain thing and they've just got it this fantastically precise um thing but it's just wrong a meter is based on a flawed measure but anyway the meter is a good system because it's international and they've standardized it now and if one country's using like there are examples there was a plane that crashed once upon a time because uh, they filled it up one third person thought they were using liters and somebody else thought they were using gallons and then the plane didn't have enough pe uh, fuel and it crashed so you know there are reasons there are good reasons to have standard weights and measures but it also means everything is the same everywhere now, why does it make buildings ugly? Because there is no sense of proportion built into the metric system. None. It's one centimetre. A hundred centimetres is a metre uh, and a, 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 um, a thousand metres is a kilometre. There is no sense of proportion. A mile, 
used to be a thousand paces. Actually, a thousand two paces because you measured it left, right, left. That would be one pace. That was what a mile was. Mile, thousand. The, and, and it's a na again, and it's a natural measure. It, it's, a me it's a distance that most people can of ordinary fitness can run for without having to stop, you know. Yeah, um, just briefly. I mean, you know, there's you no, so metric is based on a fraud and um, and and. It, there's no built-in beauty to it but where it is is it's infinitely divisible and infinitely multipliable so it's from nanoscience and all that it has a uh, an extreme practicality that you don't have with imperial measures because they're all based around the thing but then here's the weird thing a speed i'm going to get this stat wrong but the light travels if you measure the speed of light in feet it's like fantastically precise. I, I can't got the figure here, so I don't want to misquote it. But it's it's it, it's bizarre because it makes a mockery of, of the whole metric system. So that's why that's that rant all about that. So basically, God invented invented. Um, yes. Feet. They are divine. And and Satan invented metric. Yes. If, 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 Which, and, or looked at another way, natural law and positive law. Positive law is man-made law. Metric system is positive law. Natural law, man-made law. The system is designed around the body, and God made man in His own image. Therefore, the old and it's not a system. That's the thing. But traditional weights and measures are based around the divine. They are inherently divine. I love that. I'm so glad you went off on that on that particular. Were, were you going to mention this? Or, or, no, or did it just... I have no intention. And John, I would have I would is... have the stats uh, better recall, but it's two. It's a year and a half since I did the show. If you want to watch this, it's on. I put it on YouTube. It's an hour long. Lecture. Well, I'm. I'd like to see that. But but can I just say thank you for that? I'm really glad that it came into your head. By the way, I think I'm right in saying that. Do you know what the measurement of an, how they measure an acre traditionally? Uh. Yes, um, an acre would be uh, well. It was. It's to do with furlongs, and it's the distance that uh, uh, um, uh, 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 how long you can pull a uh, a plow for before you have to turn the. the uh, how long a cow oh. can pull a plow for without having to turn around, which is two hundred yards, basically. Oh, okay. I I thought it, an acre was the amount that a horse could plow in one day, but you've, you, you, it sounds like yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Oh, is it? Oh, it is, is it? Uh, uh, it's amount. Yeah, it's a it's a plowable amount. There's an area. And I, it's I want just to... really practical. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's a really simple measure built built around a really simple thing. And Irish acres are different because all the people who colonised Ireland. Um, Irish acres are bigger, and the reason after Cromwell, Cromwell couldn't pay his troops, so he paid them in Irish land, and they fiddled the measure of an acre, so they all got more land. So that's why Irish acres are bigger than English acres. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I, I once went um, hunting in the New Forest, and there, there was a, there was an area of, of of ground that we we covered. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a story about it having been. Uh, a priest of some kind was was paid in was given as much land as he could crawl round on his hands and knees in a day <laughs> and he covered he covered quite a lot i mean you would wouldn't you yeah that's funny by the but way they kind of have that that thing but that's why that measure didn't stick because it was an impractical measure whereas the acre amount um, amount uh, uh I think it, I think it was a plough with two oxen can can do in a day was a was a with an acre I can't remember because as I say it's it's a while since I did the show.
we're going to have to regain these skills, you know, Dom, mm, because it's all, when it all kicks off, I, I, I don't know about you. I have and here's no... the irony of the metric system. Even though nominally we use metric uh, and you look at the rest of the world, everyone has gone back to using imperial weights, uh, ancient um, traditional weights and measures just by a different name. So, for example, everyone thinks in 30 centimeter distances. You just think in a 30 centimetre distance because it's yes, which is a foot. It's 12 um, inches, and, yeah. And a metre is pretty much a yard. And, um, you know, the half kilo measures, it's just a really common measure. And the half litre, which is effectively a pint, <laughs> they're just really, that just, you, you, you end up, it, they are inevitable because they are natural. And you can call them by a different name and you can regulate metric, 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 but you will lose because you are not natural. God will win. The devil will lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, this this makes makes total sense. Um, so on the subject of um, regaining our traditional agricultural skills and such like, do you do you have any practical skills at all? I don't. No, I'm so. I wish I was good at gardening, and I'm so. The only thing I'm good at is keeping chickens, and that's because they're really easy to keep. But but um, I wish that, I was good at gardening. You, you can keep chickens. That's great. Oh yeah, I love it. I love to. I haven't got them at the moment, but I used to get one of those egg glues and keep chickens. I love them. Do they? Could you have chickens without being reliant on? seed bought from the seed shop can they can they eat just eat worms in your garden yeah, or, or you could and then you'd then the eggs that you would get would be much richer in omega-3 and they would have much less omega-6 and i'm sure you and your viewers know about the importance of getting your omega-3 and your omega we have too much omega-6 because of stupid seed oils but yeah you could you could like maybe sprinkle a bit of corn but yeah chickens can can find enough and fend for themselves you just throw out old food they'll eat anything the problem it's is you throw out old food then you get rats so it's just easier to feed them grain but they'll just eat grass they'll eat anything they just spend their whole right. day foraging for food the problem in london is just there's so many foxes that the foxes get them so you can't really let them out of the you run. need a hunt you absolutely need several yeah. hunts in london um do you know that since the the tony blair's um hunting ban which he introduced basically because he was bribed by some american international fund for animal welfare or something like that i think that you know they just he just got given a massive backhander and so he felt he had to do it um, it's just, just a stupid need to correct the ways of doing things that have existed for thousands of years as well yeah. the, the 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 rural fox um population has plummeted and the urban fox population has 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 risen and they're um, so ill uh, you look at them, they're so yeah. mangy. They've got mange. When you see an animal in the wild, they're always, they'd look magnificent because if they're not at their absolute peak, they die. <laughs> That's, That's why right. in the oh. wild look so good. And the, the ones in London, they're just mangy and sick and ill and ugh. Bad. It's, the it's foxes I see. Before some disease comes from them to humans and then everyone will go, how do we let them in? The foxes I see in the country are just huge. They look magnificent. And you kind of think, you're a great quarry. You know, you're going to get away. And they always do, the healthy ones. I mean, I've, no, I've never seen one get got. Because the, the deal is that if you're a fit, healthy fox, you're going to easily outrun and outwit the uh, the hounds. Um, going back to the metric thing. Yeah. Was it Napoleon's fault? Uh, Napoleon, there's some really funny Napoleon quotes. Because he, the other thing is that every country that's gone to metric has always gone to metric 
the only country that hasn't done it is they've always gone to metric after some kind of revolution or some kind of uh, new leadership, some kind of overthrow. So Napoleon imposed the new metric system and then he hated it and he went back on it. Did he? <laughs> he went for, yeah, he went back. But then when France had his second, because um, um, France had another revolution in 18... 1848. Yeah, then they went yeah. back to metric again. But meanwhile, Belgium and Holland and other countries had all gone to metric. And the only country that's taken the metric system without a revolution is us. And we've just done it in the most stupid, hypocritical way. And the only countries in the world with national cultures strong enough to resist the onslaught of metric are the United States, Liberia and Myanmar. <laughs> go Myanmar. Yeah, go Myanmar. And go Liberia. Let's hear it for the Liberians. Yeah. Um, so who introduced the metric? into? Was it Ted Heath? Uh, I think so. Was it 71? But they, they kind of been trying to do it for ages and they never quite... They never quite get away with it. Um, do you know what? Have you have you ever read the Trollope's Palliser novels? No. Um, well, just very briefly, he, he's got two two sort of novel novel sequences. I mean, he okay, read this loads. is Napoleon on metric. Yep. Sorry, nothing is more contrary to the organisation of the mind, of the memory, and of the amount. Oh, wait a minute. Well, so this was. Uh, so when after they measured it and they this is in 1794 it, 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 uh, it, Napoleon imposed it and he said conquests will come and go but this work will endure okay that's what he said 1794 then in 1812 he pulled the plug on it because it, no the police were like people nobody used it and police had to go into markets and smash up scales as as happened with the metric martyrs metric here martyrs, yeah. but then when he was writing his his memoirs napoleon said about the metric system nothing is more contrary to the organization of the mind of the memory and of the imagination it's just tormenting the people with trivia it will doom France to generations of difficulty. It was not enough for them, by them he means the people who imposed it, to make 40 million people happy. They wanted to sign up the whole universe. And there, I think, in a nutshell, they wanted to sign up the whole universe. It's, it's that mentality, you know, of, of, it's the mentality of the, the blob, that wants to impose everything, but it's also the mentality of the people that you're railing against that you think are trying to run things and design things and impose things. But it's right there in the metric system. And it's the the weights and measures that you use of, you know, it's, it's, it's not quite up there with tax and money, but it's sort of up there because it defines how you see the world. It yeah. weights and measures define the world around us. And that's why they want their fucking metric system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, do you know what? I think this might be an appropriate moment for you to... Can you play your Illuminati song? I can. Because that, that's the people who are behind all this. I mean, the, the, they, they funded... The, you you realise that none of the wars we've had are, are, are organic. They didn't sort of spring from the people's desire for a war. You know, no, no one's sitting at their home and, and um, smoking their pipe thinking, ah, oh, what you need now is a war with France. Uh, yeah, I'm, you know, nobody I'm thinks that. Here, I'm sitting here thinking. I keep reading how we're headed into a war, and I'm sure you, you're more on the pulse of this than I am because I don't really know what's going on. But I mean, I was talking to these um, Ukrainians and um, Croatians the other day, and they were all just saying, "We're going into a war." 
it was just so obvious to them and i don't know if we are or if we aren't you probably think we are but i'm just i'm one of these people that you hear about before every war that's just sitting there thinking we can't possibly be going into a war nobody would be that stupid but 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 I, I, they I, use i'm about to be proved wrong well the, the, they use the same the same techniques so they've been working okay, okay so so currently they the the powers that be the the evil rulers of the world are itching for war between the west and and russia so so putin is being and has uh, has long since been sold to us as the new hitler putler and and the stories that we get given in the west play into this so you've got the navalny thing i mean navalny was a was 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 cia through and through he was virtually unknown in russia it's only in the west that, that that we've been encouraged to think that navalny was this great hero and freedom freedom fighter you've had the ukrainian flags i mean i don't know whether you've ever been to the country but but you you can't go through an english rural village without seeing at least one house with this blue and yellow flag draped on the side of it or 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 even a church flying the the blue and yellow flag and you're thinking hang on a second am i living in in england where we have the cross of st george or or ukraine where indeed they do have a blue and yellow flag and and, and why ukraine and not say uh, yemen you know the, the, the wars going on all around the world why are we why are we anyway we are being psyoped into this thing and i'll give you an example of, of 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 how um unnatural it is i was looking at my wife's copy of the telegraph yesterday and i saw my old mucker dan hannon uh with whom i've been grouse shooting you know i used to sort of thought we well brexit you know you and i in the brexit era we we thought we were we were fighting for liberty freedom smaller government um lower taxes independence sovereignty all these all these hurrah things and we would have been at events where daniel hannon was 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 mm-hmm. cheering on our cause and and quoting shakespeare now I, I i i turn into my wife's copy of the of yeah quoting shakespeare endlessly um e- even though he seems not to not to realize that shakespeare didn't actually exist as you know, he wasn't the author of of, of the plays that you know the man from stratford didn't write them and in fact the, the fact that dan hannon believes that he did just goes to everything that one knows about dan hannon you know, all you need to know about to understand his mindset um so he writes his, his son i'm not gonna get in that one i'm not going there. his no. his his sunday column is on sorry lord hannon was we must now learn to call him with, with titters that um Oh, my my light is is flashing. Oh, wait, wait, let me just just change my flashing light. When you've done on Lord Hannon. When you've done on Lord Hannon, let me. I've got my stats about the world and Imperial that I can give you now. I've just dug them up. Oh, great, great, great. Okay. So um, he's writing this piece saying, Putler, Putin is so evil, so manifestly evil, that the world cannot be safe until this man is now, you know, booted out of office or. or you know taken out or whatever and 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 that and that russia is never allowed to elect such a leader again you know and 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 that this and that and i'm reading this 
horseshit. And, and of course, he, he massively inflates the Russian casualties and, and, and ignores the number of the hundreds of thousands of, of Ukrainian boys, mainly, have been slaughtered in the meat grinder um, because the West refused to, you know, it, 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 it I mean, as he said in his in his Tucker Carlson interview, uh, that, that the Russians tried to have a sort of negotiated settlement which would, would acknowledge Ukrainians' role as a buffer state and, and not to be part of NATO, etc., etc. And Boris Johnson went out and told puppet Zelensky that this this was not on they had to refuse this this deal so so like hundreds of thousands of U- Ukrainian boys would still be alive today if it hadn't been for the intransigence of of, of, of the West and uh, the Western deep state and, and and stuff and here is now Dan Hannon yeah just bloviating about the need for this ongoing war with with Putin and this is what this is what all the kind of the designated right-wing colonists are doing in newspapers and I put out this thing on Twitter saying, does anyone, you know, here should be the first rule, armchair, uh, um, armchair generals um, pushing for war should be the first to the front when it all kicks off. Yeah, the same everyone, applies. The, the same applies. Go on, you go. Everyone agreed with me. So I'm wondering, I think the populace is united in a desire not to, to be dragged into a pointless war with Putin and yet I think it will happen because that's how that's how they work um the 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 rulers of the darkness of this world that war is their business model or one of them which is one of the main ones anyway um so you... the, the, the the none of it would be possible under a fiat standard but anyway uh, sorry it's only possible because of fiat money yes and and I don't think anyone wants war and um the let me let me just I'm just going to change the subject because it's, this is one of those where we could, I mean, you could say the same about government ministers when they impose new regulations and they lose shitloads of money. They should be personally accountable for the money they lose yeah. and for the failures of their schemes. And then we might have rather, rather more caution in imposing new government directives. But anyway, yeah. let me let me just change the subject. The circumference of the earth. So from pol- from if you go around the poles is 12 Remember, one of the magic numbers to the power of five English miles, 12 by 12 by 12 by 12 by 12. And um, similarly, light travels at one foot per nanosecond. Exactly. But now they've defined the meter. It's now it's um, the, the, the meter is the distance traveled by light in a vacuum in one divided by 299,792,458 seconds. So they've just got this fantastically precise, stupid number, whereas light travels at one foot per nanosecond. So even for things like light and nano stuff, traditional weights and measures have more relevance to the world around us than, than metric. Although how did they invent the nanosecond? I don't know. No. Anyway, it was just one of those little things, but but it, it, the we've got metric, we have to live by it. But as I say, traditional measures will will just come through because they're more practical. Before you before you play your Illuminati song, yeah, can you tell me what what's the cut on your between your your hand or what's the? Rate? Oh yeah, I noticed that. I I I don't know. 
I, I must have cut it yesterday and I just noticed and I was I was doing that like that and then I noticed there was blood all over my hand I tell you what I, I must have cut it yesterday because I noticed it this morning and then I before this interview I went for a run and I was running I was had my keys in my key ring you know while I was running my front door keys and I must have just opened it up and that and I not noticed and that's why it was bleeding everywhere but I'm okay so all the vampires watching will have their eyes will have their pupils will have dilated as they saw it I know and yeah well it's a code james it's a, it's an illuminati is it that that's you, a good way of introducing the new song <laughs> so i um as as you know write uh comic songs and i have all my financial stuff and I'm, i get very interested in things like weights and measures and money but at the end of the day my all i want to do is write and perform comic songs and i'm i'm on a mission now um to make to just uh bring uh hilarity and joy and laughter and also create some opportunity for myself to just take these songs to a bigger audience and like the brexit song i wrote did very well anyway so with all i'm doing a tour in march and april um i've got dates in 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 london hampshire surrey essex somerset um it's a it's a mini tour just to see if there's any appetite for it but i know do you remember when i came and played my songs at one of your shows once upon a time yeah. audience absolutely love them and so they do I, I they're right like this is why i asked you to come on the show because it's on brand with what you people are doing um with, with what what you and your crowd like so i'd love you know any listeners to come to the show and hopefully you'll put like the dates a link to the dates or something in the description but here's one song that i've just written and we've made the video and I thought we'll play it now and then we'll talk about some of the issues raised. I dream of a better future for me and my family Though mainly me I'll scheme with the rich and powerful Life would be so easy I wanna be in the Illuminati How do you get into the club? I want an invite to an Epstein party Bet it's even better than the pub I want to formulate the new world order And join the 0.1% really want to be a duke or lord or baron in a one-world government They're known to be prone to paedophilia Their symbols a triangle with an eye And with Satan they're familiar Thirteen pure blood lines Yikes how they like to harvest adrenaline And inject the blood of juveniles It is rumoured they are aliens Some form of reptile Yes, they are blessed, such success is why some think they're wizards But no, that's not so, don't you know, they are shape-shifting lizards I'll sell my soul to the Illuminati for lots of glory, wealth and fame To be a Rothschild, a DuPont, a Barclay, I'll do anything, I have no shame How do you get in the Illuminati? Just like Madonna and Will Smith Barack Obama, Angelina Jolie I applied and they replied as if 
I want to stop you all from reproducing in post-population control. I'll claim that human numbers need reducing so Bill Gates can vaccinate the proles. I want to be in the same gang as Beyonce with secret codes and hieroglyphs. I want to go to Davos with the nonces, sacrifice some babies with Sam Smith. I want to operate the banking system, own all the assets and the land. I want to snigger while the plebs eat insects, be in the Bilderberg group and hang out with former Nazis, worship the Prince of Darkness, control the Tory party, write songs with Paul McCartney, be an Illuminati Dom, that was absolutely fantastic. I've got to ask you first, where was the video filmed? Uh, near my mum's house in Palm Springs in California, in the mountains. Oh, it was California. Well, I yeah. suppose it's kind of appropriate. I bet there were lots of Illuminati there. There must be. Loads. Yeah, and we just shot it on my iPhone. It's really, really good. It's really good. Uh, I just, just a, a couple of, actually only one quibble. Um... Are, are, are the Barclays one of these satanic no, bloodlines, do you know? No, they're not. But I couldn't find... I needed something to have that art, um, arty, artly sound. And Barclay was like the poshest name that I could yeah. found that sounded... So you Rob. absolutely nailed it. The DuPont and the um, Rothschilds, but not the Barclays. The but DuPont and, like the, and the Rothschilds are definitely the bloodlines. Um, I, I guess because I was scouring my memory of, of Springmeyer, who, who, who has written the... The, the book on this and he names the, the, the families and i remember most of them and yeah barclay isn't in there no but it DuPont sounds like... is a good one dupont is a good one but, but you know you know each of these each of the satanic bloodline families has a special area of evil and do you know what the, do you know do you know what the dupont family no. special pvc uh, the, no. So PVC, when you, the, the 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 fact that every house has sort of two dozen smoke alarms, the the, the fact yeah. that, that no no house has nice windows anymore. No, that that's that everything is. I ne yeah. I didn't re like this house has got the most horrible PVC windows. I didn't realise that was an Illuminati thing. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Mr. Dupont. Thanks, thanks for the, that your con contribution for making the world yeah. a better place. But that Don, that is fantastic, and it's gonna. I have to say. It's going to boost your credibility with with us tinfoil hat lunatics. Just no end. T tell me about the song. Tell me what inspired it. Well, I mean, well, I wrote another one all about conspiracy theories yeah. um, called "It's All True," and um, I was quite pleased with that one. And I thought it, I have to say it's a good song, and I thought it would go viral. But what it did is it it pissed off. I, I thought. The, the kind of, there's kind of two sets of, there's kind of right-wing conspiracy theorists and left-wing conspiracy theorists oh really and it kind Tell of me. well the left-wing conspiracy theories are things like brexit was fixed that kind of that kind of stuff oh um, that's a normie conspiracy theory because that 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 engages with the political process as if it were real okay not... well fair enough i mean we're using different words to describe the same thing yeah but but and so um and i i just find there's something I find really funny about shape-shifting lizards that just, it's always made me laugh. 
and and like I, one of my favorite films is they live and obviously everyone everyone in position of power is a, some kind of alien lizard thing and it's just such a good explanation for everything but there's something intrinsically I, i've always thought it's a banner of being in the right club but i've just always thought there was something intrinsically funny about it and it's so it's, i wrote the conspiracy one and then the illuminati one like i, I want to be in the illuminati I, I literally if i have to use the metric system and use fiat money and pay lots of taxes and it will give me sellout shows at, at hammersmith apollo I'll take the fucking trade. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you say, maybe, you say maybe that. Maybe I would. Actually, maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. But no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Do I tell you why? If it would give me a West End run and a little run on Broadway, you get, you get sort of little glimpses of 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 the true nature of the world that they inhabit. These these celebrities, and you realise they have no autonomy. They're often sort of MK Ultra damaged, mind controlled. Um, they. They have to. They have to participate in humiliation rituals. They have to. Well, obviously, they have to be sexually abused children. That's part of the deal. Well, I mean, you don't want to do that. Well, do you? I <laughs> not not particularly no. But my no. friend, my friend Dominic, uh, I won't say his surname. But, no, no, no. But no, he, he 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 he's a leading writer. He writes for a lot of you know yeah. well-known comedians and he he mixes in those circles and he always says to me the reason you haven't made it big is you're not narcissistic enough and you're not prepared to trample over other people so he, he I, I think i'm sufficiently narcissistic but i'm maybe not prepared to see, trample he, over other people it's 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 not it's that normal to to get to get into the club you have to make i mean isaac cappy got killed for saying this in order to to join the club, you have to make your pact with the devil. Well, you, know, you have to become a made man. If it if it gets me if it gets me um if it gets me a, a run in in the West End and a run on Broadway, I will consider I will consider a deal. Well, I'm, I'm joking, course, James. You know, it, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's like it's Doctor Faustus. It's always Doctor Faustus. Well, it is. The, that, that how good a story is that it's a very good story and and i the the the, the take home from dr faustus is how little he actually gets in return for selling his soul i know he doesn't even i don't think he even sleeps with helen of troy he just sort of has a, a sort of decorative feature in his in his mind palace i remember that, what we did that as a school play when yeah. i was nine years old maybe ten and just watching that and the seven deadly sins and the guy who played Faustus was the same age as me. So he would have been nine or 10. Now I, I don't know if kids in schools are doing Dr. Faustus as their school play when they're nine, but they, you know, that, that is where we're going wrong. Uh, yes. I'll bet. I'll bet he nailed that. iambic pentameter. If, if, I'm, if, if, I'm if, sure if, it was terrible, but, but it doesn't matter. No. And it like we need this is you know the, the, the set texts like that you you need we need to they need to be part of our mentality. Well, there was um I was just watching one day. Have you seen the 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 the, the Netflix series David Nichols adaptation? Oh, they've turned it into a series. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's very good. Oh, is it? And it's my, I love yeah, that book. There's a scene from, I suppose, Would the work mid well as a series. Oh, it's it's it, it's apparently better than the film, which which wasn't wasn't so good apparently. But I haven't read the book or seen the film. But there's the the two leads are very good. In fact, all the characters are very good. But 
she's a as you remember she's a teacher at a school and they put on you know it's, it's a state school and they put on a production of oliver and it and it and it's really quite good and you just can't imagine any state school now except one of those sort of elite super academies where they're selective putting on even even a Lionel Bart musical anymore it would be considered nobody reads nobody studies literature uh, in in full you know nobody reads a full novel anymore unless it's a really short one like of mice mm. and men which seems to be the standard and nobody reads a full play anymore they just just, just they just yeah. study bits of it and anyway um i love your illuminati video and i hope it goes I, viral i hope like alex jones oh or it should do it should do there's another there's another guy um there's an american guy who does songs in a similar similar vein um he plays them on his piano i don't know whether you whether you've seen him um i haven't the one thing I, I, one... Is I, I write the lyrics i don't write the music i'm not a good musician and oh. uh, i wish i was a better musician but I have to say, I think it it pays off that production. I th- I, I like the the you know it's quite quite high end. Your the way you've done it. Yeah, I mean, we got yeah. we went. Me and the musician went into a studio and we re- we spent a day recording it. And um, so, how did you did, did he come out to California with you? No, we yeah. recorded the song and then then uh, I took the song on my phone and I just played it off my phone. While and I sing along to it, and we um, made the video. It's so so. Dom, here you are. You're familiar with so much of the iconography of them, the the, the triangle and the and the single eye and stuff, and the names. Um, what what do you do? Do you believe that they are running the world? Do you, do, do you? And do you, and do you believe? And do you believe that they answer to Satan? Um, yes and no. All right. Can I be? Can I be really? Like my my worldview, James, is mm. is I come at it at a positive law, natural law thing. There's a natural law and the man-made law, and I know you hate it, but I I think so much of where we are is because of systems that because of career risk or whatever or just the nature of the systems nobody's changed the system but a, a, a lot of the time the system is there because nobody's changed it i'm not and there's too much vested interest in keeping it going i'm not sure that it was designed of course it was designed to persecute like you know kings persecuted serfs in i'm, I'm writing something about the the um peasants revolt and you know there were sumptuary laws Ser- serfs when these everyone was wiped out in the black death and suddenly there was a shortage of labor so serfs were able to start charging for their labor and suddenly suddenly serfs were ha- handling coin for the very first time and what's the very first thing they did they started imposing poll taxes <laughs> And so they kept them down if they couldn't keep them down. And then they had what what were called sumptuary laws, which like literally said, if you are a serf, you these are the clothes you can wear and this is the food you can eat and you can't eat the same food that we eat. And um, so it? and was was it? It's great. They're, they're, they're so sort of I guess they're so, I guess they're, they're so shameless in their. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I I'll probably wake up tomorrow and think differently, but I'm gonna say you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right, James, about everything. 
Well, do, do you know about the? the uh, I, I, I still, have, I, I still sh- a lot of these accidental, but yeah, you're I good. share your fascination with the notion that there are these lizard people, um, but that is also part of the the, the psyop. The, I mean, in as much as we are encouraged to think that there are these aliens um, in, who come from this outer space that you apparently believe in. Um, doesn't exist, by the way. Um, but the, the purpose the purpose of these aliens, a bit like the purpose of the notion that there is this space thing. By the way, Star Trek, for example, was written by a Satanist. Gene Roddenberry was a... Was a towards the end of his life he gave an interview and he was asked you know who his big influence was and he said satan you know satan's been great for me satan taught me how to lie to my wife and he was he was, he was straight up. the the purpose the purpose of, of star wars was to prepare us for one world government but also to introduce us to the idea that there was this thing called space and that if, if you accept the concept another thing was multiculturalism and it was yeah oh totally I mean, m- m- many evil ideas were introduced. But if you accept the notion that we are just one planet among many and that there is there is life out there, it it, it diminishes the, the the it diminishes the 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 notion that we are gods that God created us and that we are special. Because if we're just one species among many, spread out among the the different galaxies, you know, well, what's the what's the big deal? We're just we're just nothing. We are we are just specs in eternity and and I, 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 anyway um they're not aliens these people but they are have you have you have you, have you are you familiar with the people of course you've you've had a you've had a a religious you know in a C of E education like me you went to one of those private schools where you had to and you mm-hmm. and you, you sang in the choir morning. and stuff it was it was yeah. just it became optional when i was when 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 we went after the age of twelve, chapel became optional. But but I I like I carried on going. So I like singing. So do you remember when you studied um, Jacob and Esau? Mm-hmm. And you remember that that who's the, who's the elder son? Esau was the elder son. Yeah, and he was ginger. Yeah, and this was the first persecution of ginger people. <laughs> the. So, uh, and he would he came back from his he'd been working in the field yeah and he came back from the field and he was really tired and he wanted a bowl of soup yeah and jacob said i will give you a bowl of soup in exchange for your firstborn status yeah and esau took the deal and so did jacob become the father of the israelites yeah and i think that that story is foundational to the jewish mentality because because Jacob was probably a better father of the chosen people than Esau would have been because he was a more competent individual and he manipulated Esau. He sort of tricked Esau because he knew Esau was a bit thick. And one version of that story I've heard was that Esau, the Neanderthal gene was much stronger in those days. We were much, we all have much more Neanderthal in us than we do now for obvious reasons, because it's just been reproduced out. And one of the theories I've heard from the descriptions thing is that that Esau was much more Neanderthal than Jacob was. But so that's one version of it. But you're going to give me the 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 difference. I'm going to. Yeah, we're we're working around. We've got slightly in the woods there because because of course the story is quite complicated. I remember I remember reading that story at the time and 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 studying it and thinking, he's not very nice, uh, Jacob. No, it's it's horrible. 
and it's a bit unfair tricking his poor brother who's who's probably you know perfectly okay okay bloke and 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 yeah nasty piece of work but i wanted to write a book once upon a time called and but i need i need to i needed to write it sorry that's i'm gonna have to go uh but but i'm I'm gonna have to go james because i've girlfriend's outside um but okay but the i wanted to write a book just let me just text it oh fuck's sake yeah. wait outside bitch yeah I i'm working that. yeah one minute i'm just going to text it one minute yeah i wanted to write a book all about the jewish mentality but i needed to write i wanted to call think like a jew but i needed to co-write it with a jewish person and my granddad was jewish but the rest of me is not and i'm not jewish by thing yeah but, you're not but, technically but jewish. the 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 disproportionate success of the jewish people i find fascinating a lot of it's to do with higher iq but but you'll you'll probably think it's an illuminati thing james i'm gonna have to go um, so okay. I'm not going to give you the, your wisdom. No, I'm, I'm spoilers. I'm just going to give you explain very, very briefly. Um, God hated um, Esau because Esau did what God strictly forbade, which is he that he bred with the with the, the Moloch worshipping tribes, the, the, the Canaanites and stuff. There are there are two people. There's the seed of Adam and the seed of the serpent. And the seed of the serpent are the people who've run the world, and yeah. that's where the lizard lizard things come from. So they've always been been the the the, the, the serpent people. They sacrifice children. Um, they are into adrenochrome. And the people who run the world are basically the seed of the, seed of the serpent. And that's the short version. Dominic, you go and yeah, deal with your bird. Okay, there are two different versions of that story, um, and it's quite it, it's quite interesting the different interpretations, but. Um, yeah, the the it, she's just texting me. She's thirty seconds away. That's how preemptive she is. She doesn't even text me when she's outside. She texts me when That's she's in the lights. Woman thinking the lights it? around the corner. Um, she doesn't want to wait a second. Yeah, but Tom, uh, you go and fifteen go. seconds. But yeah, if oh. thank you everyone for listening to me and James talk. I hope we've ironed out that hiccup in the middle. Please come and see my tour. You can see the uh, at fris um, dominicfrisbee dot com or frisbees news. Either of those. There's a there's a a, a post with all the dates and it's in march and april and frisbee's news and come and see me i'd be delighted to see you there right thanks dom thanks james i'll talk to you soon yeah. um and just remains for me to thank you my beloved viewers and listeners for your support um you can if you want early access to my podcast so there's a, a delay now so there's self-interest involved early access to my podcast subscribe on on substack or on um locals or patreon or subscribe star buy me a coffee if you just fancy giving me a one-off tip um support please my sponsors that they support me so you should support them and the product is good that's it i think spread the word about my about my work um i love you thank you very much bye